All right, you're listening to Startup Impact Radio, the podcast about entrepreneurs and their vision for changing the world. The show is for people who love stories about startups, making the world a better place, and the occasional drink recommendation. My co-host is Scott Tobe, CEO of Signature Financial Planning, and I'm Joel Reed, CEO of OpenArc. Today, we are excited to talk to Mike Regan, Chief Business Officer at Agat AI. Mike is a seasoned venture capitalist and a passionate champion of Agat AI. We'll discuss everything there is to know about using artificial intelligence in the restaurant industry. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thank you for having me. That was uh, quite, quite an introduction. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's start off maybe with the challenges in the restaurant industry space. 2022, we're out of the pandemic. How has the pandemic changed things and what, what's the industry you know, facing right now, Mike? March 2020, um, I'm coming back from Aspen um, and it was the, the thick of it, right? It was just starting to fire away. Everybody was getting a little nervous about COVID. In fact, the hotel we were staying at, at ended up being like patient zero. So we, we, we were, were, were sort of not welcomed back there frequently. But um, on the way back, we were discussing, my mentor was with me and he said to me, everything you're doing right now, accelerate 10 to 15 years. Um, and that is not, I, I still get goosebumps when I, when I say that out loud, because that is not something that this gentleman normally says, right? And what the essence of it was, Focus on areas where there's been pent up innovation, right? Where industries that have been making money hand over foot um, without having to innovate, right, are going to now be forced to innovate. Um, and with that comes the opportunity, but also comes the problem uh, of showing what nascent technologies do, right? How do you actually integrate something sophisticated? The term AI is, is really buzzy and fun to use, right? A lot of it's deep learning. A lot of it's, you know, obviously a component of machine learning. Um, but this is the opportunity to build these relationships, be their innovation partner, and um, really create a sticky situation. And so when, when Evan DeSantola and Alex Litzenberger, um, both CMU, um, CS grads, actually Alex is a, was the first AI grant. He actually has an AI degree, which is very unique. Um, you know, came to me and we were talking through the uh, God opportunity as a, a venture capitalist, it was this perfect timing, right, um, around that. And boy, oh boy, was my mentor who, I love to say his name, if that's okay, Michael Bernstein, was, was just, he was all over it, right? I mean, it was just, it was like, it was so clear with, with my first customer interaction as an investor with, um, with Yum, um, particularly here, that it, 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 they had no idea um, how, how, how powerful these technologies were obviously receptive and, and, and ready to, to learn and, and figure it all out, but it was quickly, oh, it was overwhelming, right? What, what, what could, what could be done with, with these technologies, you know, focusing on computer vision, it was pretty clear that, um, the entire digitization of the restaurant isn't even something that was really fully appreciated yet. Why would it be right? What does that mean? Right. So a lot of people say, oh, you, you do, 
this with your cameras or you do this with your sensors, right? But there's a whole ambient, there's a whole environmental um, um, intake of data happening around it. And the companies that have thrived, not just survived, but thrived during the pandemic are the ones that have taken full advantage of, of being that advocate for their customers, being that advocate to say, hey, we set out to do this. And now we're able to do all this as well, because we've been listening to your problems. We've been listening to your headaches and we're, we're sort of um, innovating or iterating around those. Right. And that's that's where we're seeing companies who have used this as the opportunity to build better companies um, in the face of what um, most people thought would would kill off uh, a lot of these high tech, um, you know, high touch uh, startups uh, uh, like it got. Hmm. So, Mike, we, uh, we, you and I share a mentor in Michael Bernstein, a fantastic entrepreneur and friend. Uh, and because of that, I've known you for a while now. Uh, and I've known you as a venture capitalist. Uh, and you run a great venture capital company. This is the first time that I have heard you actually joining one of your companies as chief business officer. Uh, so I'm curious, why this company? What was it that, that made you... Uh, actually join them and uh, and join them in such a substantial role. I, you're going to make somebody so happy by saying that. That's the CEO of, of Pagana. Evan, Evan is probably going to hear this and be so happy to hear that as the, the opening question. And it's it's right. You know, I, I came to Agat um, as, and I am right now, the full-time chief business officer, and I will be here through, through um, liquidity event. And that will make me even happier. And I, I frequently support my companies in, in such a, a manner. Um, I, I normally do it from behind the scenes though. I'm normally a board member that's acting as sort of like, you know, the shadow CEO at the beginning. And then as the, as the very close friend and confident and somebody you can be vulnerable with. And I really, I really enjoy building people into the best versions of themselves. And I don't say that in a manner that I take that it's not about me. It's truly something that I. I love doing. I wish my wife was here to comment on that because I, I get the greatest thrill out of seeing people blossom into somebody that they've always wanted to be, you know, with, with a got and you, Scott, your point is, is, is spot on. This is the first time I've committed to something optically, um, full time and something where I represent the face of the company in a manner like I do at a got. Um, and I'll say this selfishly, it's a no brainer. Um, this is a company which has managed to find a audience, right? Where if you capture five or six, let's say seven key players, you win. Name me an industry like that, you know, other than, uh, other than maybe the, the automobile industry or maybe the shipping industry, right? And I, when I first invested, I didn't fully appreciate that, that let's say top of the funnel and the, the concentration of buyers, as I call it now, uh, I don't know if that's a real term, but I like it. And it became clear that my skill sets that I would normally augment through the CEO um, made more sense for me to do it myself. And there was a, there was a trial period at the beginning to see if this made sense. Um, quickly, it 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 was it, it it was almost like it couldn't be stopped. You know. I would get on the phone with, with the CEO and CGO. And even after this, I'm going to be talking to this uh, CGO chief or CSO, oh, so many titles, chief strategy officer with a, within, with a large enterprise. And we're, we're, we're like best friends now. You know, we're going skiing in, 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 in February, I think, uh, together. 
so my role has been really designed to play up what I do best, which is, you know, work with people in these C-suite positions, show them the power of what innovative technologies I'm representing and how it best works within their work. And I, by no means am I saying that they're not capable of doing that themselves. That's, that's, that's far from it. It's, it's how I can be a tool for them, right? How I could say, Hey, you know, this is how I would start this project. If I was in your position, what do you think? And sort of work through that with them, you know, um, computer vision is as bleed, bleeding edge, bleeding edge, bleeding edge as it gets, right? You're talking about a technology that 20 years ago, 10 years ago was something so futuristic, right? And so just in hard to imagine, like who could imagine a camera looking at something, identifying a shred of cheese, right? I mean, you think about that and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. Nice to have, right? And then you have to implement that. And now you have the challenge of saying, well, how do I actually, how do I show this in terms of an ROI capacity, right? Yes, you can do all these things, but how do you demonstrate that to shareholders? How do you demonstrate that if you're a public company, if you're a private company, you know, how do you demonstrate that to your, your, your board, right? To say like, this product is worth X, right? You have to be very knowledgeable about the product because generally speaking, there's a buy-in for this, right? You're buying into a product up front. And that buy-in may be expensive at the beginning, but you have to understand where it's going. For example, the hardware cost, right, of cameras, even though Agat, we'll get in this in a moment, uses very off-the-shelf, that's not a term, uses off-the-shelf affordable cameras, so it's not supply constraint, it's all about the software. You still have to invest in the edge compute systems to power these devices. So if you are a, a big company with tens, 20, 30, you know, hundreds of thousands of units in some cases, like that's a cost that you got to really think about. So you have to understand where that's going, right? So there's this use case and then there's that use case and then there's this use case. Oh, we can tie that sensor in. It is, it is the most fun I've ever had, um, hands down. It is, it is unbelievable freedom in terms of innovation, right? Because there's nothing in our way, right? And I mean that in a very, a very humble way, I mean that, right? There's, it, it's, it's up to us to say, here's what we can digitize, here's what we can um, put value behind or metrics behind and display that to you. It's like classic ETL, extract, transform, load. Extract the data, transform it into something usable, load it to a UI that somebody can read and use at their daily work to help make their business more successful. To me, this is as fun as it gets. That's awesome, Mike. So, so you know, you mentioned a little bit about applying computer vision and bringing innovation to the restaurant space and some of those use cases. Could you unpack those for people who might be new to what Agot does? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when Agot, Agot, we, we have different ways of saying it. It's, it's Agot. Uh, for, uh, yeah, everybody's going to wonder uh, what that is. It's, it stands for a good order technology. All right. Yeah. Yep. I did not come up with it. Um, I, that, I want that credit to go to Evan and Alex. But it's, 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 and we're actually going through a really cool branding right now. I'm going to keep the name, but you know, the, the idea originally was focused. Um, Evan B. Santola, uh, was in a Chipotle style restaurant at Chipotle and noticed that he was not frequently, um, always was not being charged for his double cauliflower. Right. So you have two mm -hmm. scoops. Right. And he, he called me, um, cause I've been working with Evan for close to five years now. Oh my God. Um, and five years. Yeah. Long time, four, four or five years. And he, he said to me, I can track that. Like I can track that, that action. Right. 
and and I can integrate directly to the point of sale system. I've already looked at the overall code base and how to do that, right? And we can make this a cashierless system. And it, I mean, it took me like two seconds. The phone to say, "Put a deck together." Like, let's let's look at it, right? And you know, I, I certainly don't want to say that I'm so you know nearsighted that that was the only thing that came from it. You know, from that conversation, quickly everything spun out from it, right? Like most and. For all the consultants from McKenzie and Deloitte that are listening to me right now, I, I, you're going to want to throw daggers at my face in a second. But everything that is done right now at enterprise at this enterprise level, such as in QSR, is generally done by consultants who come in and measure static points in time, right? Yeah. Order accuracy rates, labor efficiency rates, um, pre-opening revenue re uh, routines, right? Uh, uh, closing routines, right? These are all measured by consultants who do a very good job. Uh, but they do that in the moment, right? Uh, right? It's not going to be something that is dynamic or nowhere near live, right? And so you're looking at data and you're, you're acting on data, which is legacy historical data, right? And you have to always be in a reactionary mindset, right? You can't be in that proactive mindset that, that machine learning AI uh, provides to you. And so, it, it, you know, for everybody listening to this, I'm sure that all of you are right now thinking of the thousands of use cases that could come from something like this, right? And, and that sort of is the problem, right? It's like, it's almost endless use cases that can come from it. And so focus and discipline is super important in hearing the needs, hearing, like really hearing the needs and, and headaches of, of your customer is what drives the use cases, right? Like when we first started this, order accuracy was undoubtedly like the top priority. That has shifted slightly. Like it's still like people want to order accuracy, but now they also want what? Labor. They want labor solutions. Labor has always been a source of, I want to, I want to make sure I'm pretty clear about this. Labor is the most important part uh, of this industry. These are, uh, I consider these people nothing short of frontline worker. I mean, they fed my family during the pandemic. You know, Chipotle yeah. literally fed my family during the pandemic. You know what I mean? Every night we had DoorDash Chipotle, DoorDash Chipotle. I mean, I knew the guy by his first wow. name in some cases. You know wow. what I mean? And so, and so you look at these people and you say to yourself, labor is constrained, but let's not, these aren't ones and zeros. These people are real people who need, who, who are looking to provide the best possible experience. And I believe this, and I know this now because I'm around these people or the customers they are interacting with, but they are put under a, a load, right? So how do we help them? How do we help them? And by, by, you know, by default, help the, the company as well and the customer who will receive a better experience from it. And so our, our, our goal, our focus today in, in the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months is saying, how do we augment that employee? How do we help them do more by doing less, essentially, in some cases, you know? And so the use cases are ranging now from, you know, how can we say, for example, hey, instead of having to go out every 10 seconds in the front of the restaurant to see if a table's dirty, we can say table two is dirty, right? Mm -hmm. Little things like that matter. Right. Little things like that say, now I don't have to keep running back and forth, running back and forth. I can stay focused here. Right. And that's important because the front of house in a restaurant, that's where the tables are. I'm sure that's very obvious. Um, you know, it's not as busy it used to be. Now you're like, well, then it's not big of a deal. Well, you're not focused on that anymore. You know what I mean? So if you have three tables dirty out there and sometimes it's feast or famine, no pun intended, you know, where, where you have, you know, a big crowd coming in and then a big crowd leaving. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I remember when I was little, we would hang out at the Wendy's. Uh, that was the only thing in town. We, we would literally hang out there, right? It would, we, we, would, we would eat and we'd be there, you know? Um, that just doesn't happen anymore. It's not a bad thing. 
uh, people should be elsewhere. But you know, um, my point is, is that it's 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 a it's a better utilization of labor, right? It's a better utilization of somebody's precious time. You know, now they they, they can go, they can expand from that. You know, but I I do need to make a very important point here. Probably the most important point of our conversation today, um, and this ties back to how you opened the call when you know making this world a better place through investing, through entrepreneurship, through venture, everything that we do. And I am I am the advocate for 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 the the the, the person who who is carrying the most weight, and that's the employee. Um, you know, I, I've I've fought to get to where I am. I, I know the struggles. I know the hurdles. I know the potholes. You know. Um, in no way is this designed to be anything other than a tool to make their lives better, you know, and I know a lot of technologies out there inadvertently are designed to penalize and punish and push the employee past their, 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 their quality of life expectations. Okay. Ours is our, our, our mindset is completely different than that. You know, we want them to have the best possible day, which result in the customer having the best possible experience. I just need to make sure I say that. But you think forward, right? You think forward from that. You, so we, labor's on one side, we'll say order accuracy or the order completions on the other. In the middle, there's all other sorts of uh, innovations that can take place with computer vision, such as auto, um, you know, sensing what's in the inventory, right? Or set, like to how many boxes of this is left, right? There's two boxes left. Okay, let's auto, let's auto order three more boxes, right? Tying that. API, uh, you know, integration into the PO system, the purchase order system, right? One less thing to worry about. You know, it's one, it, so you start adding these things up. What table is dirty? How many times is the bathroom been cleaned today, right? You know, a little bit, hey, just as a reminder that your bathroom hasn't been cleaned in two hours. That's very, very important to customer satisfaction. You know, not a punishment, just a little nudge, right? This is proactive management and this is helping us work with the people that matter the most, which is the employees. Because if you can't get the employees to buy in, right, you can't get them to work with your systems. It makes it very difficult to achieve the success that, that, that you're aiming for. That's great, Mike. So all those use cases sound super cool. Um, talk to us about your technology. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier uh, that artificial intelligence is the buzzword and you know, every investment I look at has AI somehow in there and every everyone means something different. And a lot of it is not even artificial intelligence. So talk to us. What do you mean by AI? What are your cameras doing or what is your software doing uh, that is allowing for those use cases to, to take place? And and I guess also no pun intended, but what is your secret sauce? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I keep the puns seem to be endless in this industry. So please, please keep digging keep in. Uh, keep them going. Yeah. So uh, as, as, you know, if you're listening to us talk today, you probably have a, a fairly uh, a comprehensive understanding of, you know, AI. So, but just, just for, you know, baseline purposes, there's artificial intelligence, which is, which is sort of the, the macro aspect of, of what we're discussing. And, you know, that is allowing computers, machines, um, robots, whatever to, to mimic our behaviors as, as human, right? Underneath that is machine learning. Machine learning is just the subset of AI, um, which is using statistical methods, um, you know, mathematical methods to to train machines to act in a manner indicative of what AI is. Down below that, uh, a further subset, which is a subset of machine learning, um, is I'm sorry, a subset of deep learning, 
uh, machine learning ugh, is deep learning. So we have artificial intelligence, we have machine learning, and we have deep learning. Deep learning really is what majority of tech companies are, are, are high tech tech companies are utilizing right now, which is taking advantage of neural networks um, and other enhanced computational advantages. Um, I say that because, you know, AI is, is great. Um, it is the holy grail. We don't need to have AI. <laughs> we, we can be, we can lower the bar and still achieve all expectations and all, um, all successes that we'd like to have right now in innovation. I mean, you look at Tesla, right? Tesla is still, and I'm a big fan of Tesla. I realize it's a little polarizing right now, but I'm a big fan of their technology because they are, they are training their algorithms, right? In an unstructured world, right? And there's, but they're still in beta and they're still in beta, right? Because you're still training that full self-driving boat, still training it, still training it. What, what the secret sauce of a God is. And, um, for all you entrepreneurs out there that are looking for your next company, listen closely. A God has been stumbled upon a structured homogenous environment, the likes from which I've never seen before, right? You have an industry which goes out of its way to have consistency, right? So if you are training a model on something like, like a, the back of a house of a fast food restaurant, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that the next similar, you know, the next restaurant of that brand is going to be almost identical, right? And so the ability to stand up a, a model, a computer vision model that, you know, the likes of a God, it, it's still very, it still requires a tremendous amount of intellect and, and, and knowledge and prowess about what you're doing, but you've removed a lot of the complexity because you're in a structured environment, right? And so by no means am I saying like, that's the secret sauce. But that, that is a big reason why we're able to do what we're able to do. And I always start there because people say, well, how, how, do you how are you even aiming towards a generalized model? Tesla's still working on theirs. How, how would you have a generalized model? We're able, to, we're able to say that because of the environment from which we're training. Like your, your, edge, case is that a, your edge case is that a pickle fell into the, into the uh, lettuce rather than it. a kid running across the road. Very, yeah, very we don't have the same moral dilemma or moral hazard as, as choosing between the old lady or the kid in measuring life expectancies and value in a split second, right? We have to worry about that pickle. Actually, we have to worry about Max Regan, who's my five-year-old, getting that pickle on their hamburger because if he does, everybody's day is ruined. Not just the people who work at that restaurant. Like everybody around us is ruined. It, it, it ruined. My, my wife will be mad at me for that. Ruined. Um, you think about that for a moment though, right? You think about that use case of a parent with three kids in the car and one of the kids orders inaccurate, right? And it's got mayonnaise on it. It's not supposed to have mayonnaise. Like, your day is gone from probably already pretty stressful to I'm, you just, I've got to, I've got to maintain. You know what I mean? And you unfortunately have the, the chance of taking that on somebody else, right? And are, are, we think about that stuff. I know it sounds, you know, fun and, and, and it's kind of, yeah, it, it conjures up things of, you know, like a, you know, childhood and all the drama that exists within it and there's beauty and there's whatever in that, but it's a real life problem for, for employees, right? So our goal is to keep them away from that. Not to say, you screwed up. It's to say, hey, that pickle went on that cheeseburger. Let's make sure little Max Regan does not get that. You know what I mean? And, and that in of itself right there, do you, but I hope I'm being clear. Like the, 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 the secret sauce here is not just the technology and I'll get into that in just a moment. It's also how you're conveying it. 
right? Yeah. It's, it, you can't just say to a customer, hey, we're going to make sure your orders aren't, aren't, are accurate. Like, okay, whatever. You, you have to be able to say, this is what the system's going to do. This is the tolerance of the system. This is the expectations of the system, right? You can't go into a restaurant. You can't go into any, any industry. You know, back to Tesla, they're still in beta mode and say, we're going to have 100% accuracy here, 100% accuracy there. That's, that's not how it works. You have to say, we're going to make sure that Max Regan's cheeseburger is right a certain percentage of time. And that's going to make the customer lifetime value go this. You know, it's, I'm sorry, you can't see me this. You know, you have to be very methodical in how you do this because this is a nascent technology that people have. Well, um, I don't want to, I don't want to make anybody sound ignorant. That's not the case. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. But it's just very, there's as much business to this, hence my role, as there is the technology, right? The real secret sauce in the technology is how this was thought through, right? Um, and like the brilliance behind what I'm about to say, I'm sure I will not do it justice, but when you think through innovation and when you think through starting a company, the worst thing you could do is say, I want to build something cool, right? You got to say to yourself, what can I build that my customers will use in every single opportunity they can, right? And so you got you to lower the bar in some cases, right? You got you to fill those gaps in with, with, your, with, with your special sauce that's in between your ears, right? And you got to be able to say, okay, I know that certain restaurants have 50,000 plus units. They're not going to buy a $20,000 LiDAR system, right? They're not going to do that, right? They're not going to allow us to use, you know, uh, you know, 500 megabytes up and down every day at the restaurant, that's just not feasible, right? And so it's really easy to, design, not easy, it's, it's less complicated to design a system that uses multi-sensor arrays, like stereo, LIDAR, you know, every, every other, you know, type of vision technology medium you can imagine. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna scale something across the entire network of a company, you gotta be real careful in how you design that system from day one. And that's what Evan and Alex did. Right. They said, hey, we, we, we can't we can't we can't design a system that costs a ton of money to install. Right. It's, no one's going to buy it. We can't design a system that requires the employees to reach be retrained around our system. Right. We got to be able to install it and people need to be, be able to operate and act as they always have before. Right. And, and we got to be able to install a system that applies to every restaurant in, 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 in a brand's ecosystem, not just the ones that have the highest degree of the, the, the best infrastructure, right? Because not every restaurant is located in you know, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, no, in, you know, in, in a major metropolis with, with fantastic internet connectivity, with everything under the sun that we, we take for granted in our lives, right? Some may be located in very, and I say this because I grew up in a rural area, right? Maybe in an area which doesn't have, still has dial-up, right? There are restaurants that still have dial-up, right? And I don't mean that as a negative, I mean that as a reality. Right. So you're not you're not transferring video data up and down on dial up. Right. And so the, the, the team thought through this. Right. And that's why the cameras they use are 20 to 40 dollar cameras off the shelf. Right. It does not yeah. require a specialized camera. Super important. And everyone in the industry has now had to adapt to that. So any company that was out there before with a computer vision solution has had to follow a GOTS lead in that. Very important. Also. How are you, how are you processing this, this data? How are you doing that? Once you train these models, how are you doing that? You're going to have to make sure it's on edge. Oh, excuse me. And for all of you who do not know what that is, it's very simple. You're, you're processing 
the, 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 the data coming through that camera on premise, right? And that data is spitting out the, the actions or the inter, interventions inside that location to the kitchen display system, which is the fourth component I forgot to mention, um, and not having to go talk to another system to make that decision. That is critically important, like critically important. So the fourth thing I should have mentioned, the fourth leg of the chair, I almost fell over there, was um, the, the fact that a god has realized how precious the, 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 the landscape is inside these restaurants, right? There's no more room for an additional screen, right? No more room. If, if you are an entrepreneur, you are, and you do not have this very hyper like domain expertise that the Agat team has now, like this wouldn't even come to you. You would just say, yeah, I'm going to throw an iPad up. Guess what? Eyes on KDS. Agat designed their system into the UI UX of the existing kitchen display system inside these restaurants. Brilliant. Like, like for people who hear me say this, like, okay, it sounds like that is insanely complicated. You're taking a, a, a existing UI UX that they've used for a long time and saying, we're going we're gonna to sneak on there, right? It's not that easy, right? You have to be extremely patient. You have to be extremely methodical in how you even approach that conversation because people are like, I don't want to help you. Why, you know, you're going to screw up our entire system. But what this does is it creates a product that's not just, um, um, uh, what's the right word to say, appealing to every single you know, unit in that, that restaurant's ecosystem. But it's something that is so lightweight and so part of, the, of, of, a, of a very familiar routine that the, the training of it is negligible, mm-hmm. right? It's, there is no training. There is no, there, God has no training, right? You don't, we, we don't care where you lean. We don't care what you're looking at. We don't care, you know, now there are some things that, now if Evan and Alex will have like apoplexy when they hit the stage, right? You know, if you have, you have to be obviously in the camera view, you know, as designed, right? You can't be under, you know, your coat and you hide the whole thing. But what it doesn't require a, a, a restaurant system to say, okay, we're going to buy this product and now we have to retrain hundreds of thousands of employees. It doesn't require that, right? And that's what makes this such a brilliant business move, not just a, a, a technology move. So Scott, to answer your question, the secret sauce is the methodologies that this company went through initially and how they were designing this system from day one to make sure that it could scale within the entire QSR system. So much insight there about startups focusing on reducing the barriers to entry and the barriers to adoption as being equally important as like, you know, using deep learning in, in your solution. Uh, so, so great, Mike, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and, and um, I'll just, just put a bow on that if you don't mind, Joel, like it, 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 it's, like this is how you you create a lean startup. This is how you create a startup that survives the ups and downs, right? This is how you create a startup because you go out there and you know your audience, you know your marketplace, not just what how well you know the tech, right? That that that, that I, I think that gets really lost. And for all those business people out there who think they don't know a lot about tech and stay away from it, shame on you. Like get in there. Right. I, I mean, get, I mean, there's more people who have hyper domain focus in an industry which could jump to a tech company right now and make oodles of money and probably be one of the most valuable people there. And they, they have no idea that opportunity exists. That's great. One, one question we love to ask people is, is customer validation, feedback you've gotten from customers about your solutions and, and the impact they're having. Do you have any stories you could share, Mike, on that front? I do. Um, 
you know, they're the person who hears this is didn't want me to share it, so I, I won't say their name, but um, and rest assured, this person I did not, I, I, I haven't said the name of anybody else, but there's a, a, um, a young lady, um, who works at a, um, uh, a Southwest Inspired Taco chain. And we were talking, um, I, sometimes I go in very early to these restaurants with the tech team to talk. And she brought up the most fascinating story to me, which was that for the first time she was able to leave work feeling that she was actually leaving work. And I said to her, I was like, what does that mean? I, I don't understand what that means. And she goes, my, my day can be stressful. Like I, I am very, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to this brand. I love this brand. I love everything that we do at this company, you know, but during the pandemic, it was, it was hard there. You know, we were, we were pushing this system, you know, is, is like my sidekick as she called it, you know? Um, and I very, I don't really get that emotional very often, but I think I did cry because we were looking at her kids and whatnot. And she was like, I, I love coming to work. I love being a part of this. I love, wow. you know, participating in the success of this endeavor endeavor. And like, she's not gaining anything from this other than what she just told me. Right. And for me, my, I called my wife. It was like three, three am here. Pittsburgh. I, I said, that's why I'm doing this. Like I, and she knows I'm like a, I'm really big on this. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm, I, I, I'm, I, we, not just me. This isn't about me. Um, a little narcissistic there, but we, I got right. We, we truly are having an impact in a way that's not just about making money, right? It's, it's, it's truly making people's lives better. And that to me has, it sits with me constantly, you know, and I know that that's just the beginning of what this system can do. And as we start to build it out further, I, 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 I can't wait to keep going back to people like her. Um, and, and saying, you know, how did this make your day better? Or what can we do? What, what's innovation can we build that makes your day better? Right. Cause I already said like, these people are our frontline workers right now. And, and no matter what your, your, your style is like QSR beats the planet. It does. And I know every people will say, no, yes, it does. It does. And, and that, that's a reality without these people, we would have a lot of people hungry at night. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not a political thing. That's not a, an ideological thing. It's a fact. And so hats off to them. And I'm so excited for the future products, use cases that we'll develop um, alongside that product we have right now to make their lives. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. So much of, uh, oh, sorry. Go I ahead, was Joel. just going to say real quick, you know, so much of technology that we think about that's like big brother and, and surveillance of employees and stuff like that, that probably increases their stress level. And yes. is not making the world a better place. Whereas you guys are no. trying to make them more effective, efficient, productive, productive, and reduce their stress level to to improve their exactly. quality of life. So yeah, exactly. Like there, there's the ability to 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 um, digitize sen sentiment, right? Like the look on one's face to to give employees the understanding of maybe someone needs a little more attention to to help get a better tip. Right. Because it's hard to be at one place. It's the same. You can't be everywhere. Right. And you're doing a lot. Right. But if you were able to say table 23 could use a little bit of love. Right. How powerful that would be. Like, imagine how empowering that would be for an employee to be like, OK, I'm going to focus a little more time there. That's it. Like, that's a reality for a guy. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's super cool, you know, to be yeah. able to say that, you know, and that, that that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, partnership innovation needs to have 
with, 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 with the workforce. That's the kind of partnership, like this whole big brother, like big brother is bad for a reason. It doesn't help anybody. It's, it's, a, it's a fee per month that somebody pays to babysit their, their employees. That is not how you drive innovation. That is not how you drive a positive work culture. You know, it's through what we've discussed today um, during our time yep. together. Yeah. All right, Scott, so bring us in for a landing. Well, I, I feel like I have a good understanding, Mike, of where you are, um, you know, now. Um, but there seems like so many different avenues that this thing could go. So I'm going to ask you the magic wand question. If you had a magic wand and could make this company exactly what you envision, what, what does this company look no like? No pun intended, right? Envision. Um, I told you the puns are everywhere in CV. Everywhere. You are. Everywhere. Therefore, my dad is going to love this episode. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say this, and I'm going to be intentionally broad because it's, it's so highly applicable that we as humans are, we as humans are the most amazing things that we've ever known of. Like there is nothing like a human, nothing like us, like the way that we're designed, the way that we're, we're built, the way there are capabilities, like it's, it's, it's endless. We are not designed and we are our highest and best use, I should say, is not designed to look at a row and say there's 26 boxes here. There should be 40, right? There's a better opportunity for people to do things with their brains to make this world a better place. Computer vision is the unique medium that can really change how we live on this planet, right? It's really a unique medium, right? It can take that menial task, uh, whatever it may be, right? And, and, and automate that. It should be automated, right? And the efficiencies that will come through that. And notice I did not say that the human was the constraint or the, or the weak, weak part of the link. That's far from it, right? But, but being able to visualize things, the menial things in life, whether it be, you know, in a hospital, like is there, is there enough supplies in this cabinet, right? With tiny cameras looking into it, right? Not hard sensors, not hard sensors, just the camera looking inside, passive camera, right? Is, is, you know, like I said to you before, is there enough bread on this, on this shelf for the store, right? Now we can get people into positions where they can be critical thinkers, right? Like they're, they're, they're the smartest man in the world. And I say man, because that's who this person is in this particular situation, um, was identified to be something of um, a professional entertainer. You all can Google that at your own uh, leisure. You know, IQ beyond anything that we've measured before, beyond Einstein, beyond anything else, right? The, the capabilities of, uh, of us as humans are, are, are never realized, right? There are, there are some people who are able to have that opportunity in life, whether through their upbringing or whatnot, to fully use all the, the, the gray matter here. Um, but, but I think that a, a first step in, in decoupling people you know, from that menial task is computer vision, is the ability to digitize our environments, is the ability to create those automated protocols. Like RPA, robotic process automation, has been around for a long time right? Much longer than computer vision than a commercial reality, right? Tying those two together is to me so exciting. So, so exciting for humanity, you know, as, as, as a whole to be able to get us out of like, for example, like indoor vertical farming, there's an example of something that has changed the world, right? Right. People, we've been innovating in farming for 10,000 years, right? I think we've, we've probably peaked, right? We need to focus more on, on things that get people away from things that, that, that aren't their highest and best use. And computer vision is sort of this um, agnostic medium, if you will, that, that will free us from that. I, I, I truly believe, and like, listen, I'm a venture capitalist. Capitalism's in the name, you know? But I do believe that we can, we can invest. I do believe that we could deploy capital in things that are good for the planet 
and still get a healthy retirement. So Mike, you're out Saturday night with your wife. What are you, where are you and what are you drinking? Well, I, ho I hope she can make it. We have five, with three kids. So <laughs> generally she's, she's not able to make it. Um, I, 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 so um, you'll find me mo mainly at Bakery Square. Generally, you'll see Mike Regan with a, a double neat uh, Reposado tequila. Uh, that's that's pretty much my my only drink. Um, maybe a beer now and then, but tequila is definitely, I would say, consumed by this mouth. Ninety nine percent of the time, alcohol is involved. Uh, really, really passionate about tequila. Uh, uh, Casse Dragonis, you know what that is? Uh, it is if anyone wants to buy one, is is definitely my preferred uh, brand. So tequila, reposado, double neat. And preferably a thin glass. So I'm getting real oh. specific here. I like thin glasses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I like it to warm up a little bit around my hand. Was, well, that, was, that, was that detailed enough for you? <laughs> that was awesome. You're a man after my own heart. Tequila is my, my drink of choice as well. Really? Love rub. Yes. Love rub. Very, very few, very, very, very few people uh, uh, make that claim. So that, that's, that's good to hear. I, I'm with you. It's a pretty thin much glass all, all I drink. Uh, you know the thin glass is a new one for me. I'm I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so if I meet somebody who hasn't had tequila, I'll put a care package together. I'm sure undoubtedly someone who sees this video will have received one from me at some point with a bottle of Casa Dragones with two of the, my favorite glasses, and and they're hooked. They're hooked for sure, in no That's time nice. at all. So is our bank account yeah, on that one. But yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, you were a great guest. Thank you so much for joining us today. You. How could people follow you and learn more about? God. Well, you're 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 saying something that my, my wife and friends and people around me. I'm very bad about um, promoting uh, myself. I, I I really enjoy promoting my companies, and I really enjoy promoting my CEOs because you know through that is how I I, I find um, the best opportunity to risk our investments, right? And I think a lot of venture capitalists make the mistake, and I, I might have a horse head on my bed tonight after I say this of making it about themselves. Like you won't see me put out, I just invested two, $3 million in this company, right? Cause it's not about me. Hey, it should be about the companies um, where that, that they should be soaking up all the attention. That's the publicity that yeah. showed to them, it shows to them. So I say, if you want to follow me, um, follow the companies um, cause we're doing great things. And there's some announcements coming over the next couple months um, with not just um, Agat, but other companies as well which are going to be very exciting for um, Pittsburgh and um, other ecosystems as well. So um, a lot of exciting things happening from Pittsburgh, um, to say the least. Okay, great. And I think the website is agot.ai. Yeah, agot.ai. So, okay, great. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. It all helps. You can follow me on LinkedIn at joel-re-oa and follow Scott Tobe on LinkedIn at scotttobe-sp. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.